0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Kind of running out of ways to twist the old narrative balloon animal into a recognizable shape here. Uh, the Sox have now lost their GM, their playoff chances, and five games in a row these last few days. We all know this season is turning into Anchorman Two, right? A sequel with the same cast of characters from the original cast, but just very different results. We'll go off the grid a little again today, as we did a day ago, because this nowhere season now includes an eight-to-nothing loss to the still could lose a hundred Blue Jays played Wednesday up in Canada. So strap yourselves in. We're going to podcast anyway. This is Socks Daily. It's your daily Socks podcast. It's your daily socks podcast. It's where you're gonna find out what the socks are doing. It's your daily socks podcast. It's your daily socks podcast. Oh, it's your daily socks podcast. And here's your host Jason. Well aware, well aware, this season is quickly. Deteriorated into one of those cartoons where you open a closet door in your hallway and a whole bunch of tennis rackets and winter gloves and maybe even a bowling ball just falls down on your head. The Red Sox are inching closer not to the playoffs, but to a 500 record. So, into Wednesday's game at Rogers Center. We knew the Sox had scored only nine runs in the last four games, make it nine runs in five games now. Even noted Blue Jays killer Rafi Devers was reduced to putty having popped out to end the game on Tuesday. Not much happening Wednesday. He had one of two hits for the Red Sox in an 8-0 loss. Josh Lewin with you. Hey, Brock Holt had the other hit. Uh, two more Toronto home runs from Blue Jays who have turned the Sox into their own personal hand puppets this year. Quick aside, do you guys like hand puppets? I uh, I got to tell you this story. I don't got to, but I'm going to. I was thinking of what's an inventive... Holiday gift or birthday gift for the missus, something she'd never expect and would be kind of cute, you know, get her some jewelry too, or something, obviously, but uh, I came up with hand puppets. I thought like you know you get these personalized hand puppets they're expensive as hell, but like one that looks like me, one that looks like her, a uh, couple that look like her kids, a couple that look like my kids, one that looks like the dog uh, so I, I blurted that out as an idea, and she. Hated it. I mean, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being really hated, it, it was like a 15. Like, oh, my God, if you do that, we're not married anymore. Uh, I, I didn't see the problem with hand puppets. I thought that was kind of a cute idea. Anyway, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, 8 for 28, 4 home runs against the Red Sox this year. 10 runs scored somehow. Rowdy Tellez, 16 for 36 against the Sox with 7 home runs. 13 runs scored. This guy is 1 of 11 against Cleveland this year, okay? 3-for-23 against Minnesota, 1-for-19 against Houston, 5-for-23 against the Yankees. So, against the current playoff type teams, 10-for-76, no home runs. But against the Red Sox, he's hitting about 470 with seven home runs. This game was started by really a pair of openers. It was Bobby Pointer against Wilmer Font. So, let's just say the Blue Angels didn't parachute in for the National Anthems here. The, uh, the Goodyear blimp was not requested. Pointer's 17th ever start going back to his senior year of high school. And you know what? He wasn't bad. Two scoreless innings. In fact, uh, the last three times the Sox have done this silly opener thing, it's a combined six shutout innings, nine strikeouts. That's the law firm of Lakens, Shaquine, and Pointer. if you're uh, scoring at home. Uh, Speaking of scoring, the box score, Uh, I guess what you need to know is, we mentioned only two hits. Uh, Trevor Kelly took the loss. He allowed three hits, two runs in this one, did strike out three. Ryan Weber is a guy that really got blasted. He had pitched well up at Sky to him earlier this year, but I guess the Blue Jays watched some tape because he threw 15 pitches, gave up five hits, and four runs. The pitchers in this game Pointer, Kelly, Weber, Johnson, Lakens, Velazquez, and Schworn. Uh, Possibly the most random grouping of Red Sox pitchers that no one will ever remember since, I'm going to throw out 2002. I mean, this was like uh, Rolando Orojo starting with relief work from Sonny Kim, Paxton Crawford, Todd Erdos, and Alan McDill. The, uh, The winner for Toronto, Trent Thornton, who sure has been either or against the Sox this year. First game. Six and a third, two runs. was very tough to hit. Then it was two innings, seven runs. An inning and a third, five runs. This time, five innings, no runs, and seven strikeouts. Oh, and no extra base hits in this game for the Red Sox. First time in 159 games going back to last year. They got within a handful of the Major League record, stonewalled by Wilmer Font, and a cast of mediocres, including Trent Thornton. After the game, Alex Cora saying this.
0: It's been tough the last week. To be honest with you, Um, if you start looking at our lines, it's nine strikeouts, ten strikeouts, no walks, one walk. We're not controlling the strike zone right now. Um, Today was fastball up, breaking ball's down, we didn't make adjustments, we didn't get on top of the fastball, we swung a miss at the breaking ball, and it was an easy game for, for the pitching staff. Do so you think the guys are deflated, tired, or just going through a rut? I mean, we can say all the above. You know, we didn't expect to win in this situation, but I mean, the effort is there, but the results are not. But uh, you know, they obviously everybody's disappointed at what's going on. You know, and uh, and he you know, hasn't been good the last the last ten days offensively. I our first comfortable starting to see Yeah, I mean. Um, we made some adjustments throughout the season with him, and although the numbers didn't look great down there in AAA, he he's going to spots that you know he's going to get some swings and misses and induce people to weak contact and you can see the confidence you know that's a kid we saw last year early in the season you know kind of like grabbing and throw it and use your fastball up in the zone and expand with the changeup, and his slider got better. Uh, he's done an outstanding job since he got here. Um, you know, it, it, it was good to see him going multiple innings too and facing lefties and righties. So that that that's the closest he's been to what he was last year. So we're very happy for him. Well, what did you see on the pop-up by BGO in the fourth? I mean that's kinda of like the play the other day with uh Brock and J D, you know, uh, pop up priority. You know, it's the shortstop of the third baseman, the second baseman of the first baseman, the corner outfielders over the 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 infielder. And uh you know Rafi has made that play a lot of times, but he was in the shift. It was a long ways, he was a long ways to Benny, but I, I think Benny should have take over yep you, you know like you said, you won't expect to be in the spot. you got sixteen games left here yeah, well, what would you like to see from the team over this last 16? play good baseball? you know it doesn't matter. nothing changes you know preparation is the same, and the conviction is the same. we got to play good, you know I mean that's, that's what we're here for. You know, we're not going to punt. Obviously, we're going to take care of players and all that, but we're talented enough to, to win games, you know, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Alex, do you think there was an, an emotional letdown after what happened? We, you know, they let Dave go, and obviously that's a sign that the the team... We haven't talked about I mean, obviously, it's... It's something that, you know, you don't expect. It's like, you know, when when you release a player or you, re- you fire a manager, and, and in this case, you know, it was a, l- a lot bigger. But, you know, um probably they talk about it between them, but, you know, they're still the same. You know, you see them before the game and after the game, during the game. You know, it's, it's the same. We just, you know, we haven't been able to catch up with fastballs, and we're expanding with breaking balls down in the zone, and we have to do a better job with
1: them. All right, that's the manager. Here's what I'm looking at right now uh, in a very crazy American League this year. You have the haves, the have nots, and the Red Sox. The Red Sox are their own sovereign entity in the American League. Here are your haves. You've got the Yankees, 95 and 51. You've got Tampa Bay, 87 and 59. They're actually still just eight games behind the Yankees. Minnesota and Cleveland, 89 and 85 wins. The Astros have 95. The A's already have 85. So you've got a bunch of 600 to 660 kind of teams. Then you've got the under-500s. You've got the Blue Jays, who we mentioned could lose 100. The Orioles are very close to losing 100, though they somehow creamed the Dodgers on Wednesday. Uh, White Sox lose 90. Royals will lose 100. Tigers have already lost 100. Rangers are under 500. Angels under 500. Mariners could possibly lose 100. There's only one other team, and that's the Red Sox, who were the only middle ground unit In the entire American League, it's 76 and 70. That's a normal record in the National League. The Phillies have that record. The Mets have that record. The Brewers have that record. The Diamondbacks have that record. Until recently, the Giants had that record. Uh, It's very tough to explain, but it's just weird. They're just kind of an island among either great or not so great in the American League. Just uh, their own little no-man's land. So to pass some time on the rest of the podcast without having to do deep dives into why the pitching suddenly stinks, and even the top four guys in the batting order can't hit. Yesterday, I did a dive instead into a favorite Red Sox season. I told you guys 1999 was kind of my coming-of-age Red Sox season. As a guy who had not grown up a Red Sox fan, but a Mets and Orioles and, and even tangentially a, a Tigers fan. Uh, so I, I mentioned 2002 a little while ago, and that obviously was not a very strong year. But 2003... I want to kind of just go back and and free associate a bit because if you go back and look, I mean, obviously the easy thing to do would be to do a retrospective on 04 or any of the other World Series seasons. I know 03 ended with a gut punch. I get it. But what a wildly entertaining season that was. Nearly a quarter of their wins coming in their final at bat. That was a season of cowboy up. We'll get back to that in a sec. Uh, Bill Miller won the batting title. His emergence is why they, they traded Shea Hillenbrand for byung Hyun Kim, which was huge, of course. We're coming up on the anniversary of maybe the most dramatic and meaningful comeback of that season. We're about a, a week away from it, I guess. Maybe a week and a half. Uh, that's when they were down 5-2 to two with one strike left to him. And Todd Walker homered into the visitors' bullpen against the Orioles' Jorge Julio. And Ortiz walked it off with a home run in the 10th. The ALDS, I was actually at a lot of it. I was working for Fox then as a sideline reporter. So I actually got to, to talk to, uh, I guess, well, yeah, it was Derek Lowe. I was going to say, who did I talk to after game five? It was Derek Lowe after the the best sinker ever to strike out Terrence Long. So, and, and I still don't know why Adam Melihus pinch hit for Jermaine Dye. Thank you for, for Ken Maka for doing that. Uh, so that was the ALDS. I was not around for the ALCS, but obviously remember Game 3, Pedro against Clemens, Pedro hitting Kareem Garcia in the back. The Red Sox grounds crew member got in the fight with Jeff Nelson. Uh, the Sox forcing Game 7 with the the 9-6 win in Game 6. Had the big late home run by Trott Nixon to pull away. Game 7, Mike Mussina's first relief appearance was a beauty. Got out of the first and third, nobody out in the fourth when Clemens faltered. And that set up the comeback off Pedro when Grady Little left him in too long, blah, blah, blah. And ultimately, the home run by Aaron Boone off Wakefield, leading off the bottom of the 11th. I've never done a take on the podcast about uh, the whole Grady Little-Pedro thing, because why? I mean, this was back in 03. But it's a criticism that rang a little hollow to me, because all season long, the bullpen was the bane of the Boston Ball Club. I mean, you guys were there. I wasn't. But all year, the cry was, please, Grady, don't go to your bullpen. Then in Game 7, he sticks with his star, and and he loses his job. But keep in mind here, uh, the bullpen had been getting it done in October, right up until then, 12 postseason games. I looked this up. They had a 1.3 ERA at that point, including unbelievable work from Scott Williamson and Mike Timlin. Timlin set down the first 23 batters he had faced in the playoffs. And I do remember this, working for Fox, that the executives were pining for that unlikely Red Sox-Cubs World Series. And both teams got within five outs of making it happen. The legend was written that one team fell down when, when someone reached for a ball he shouldn't have in Chicago. The other one fell down when someone, uh, well, failed to reach for a ball. And then that's someone in Grady Little uh, in Boston. That's that narrative. Steve Bartman living in infamy in Chicago. He was a fan that reached for the ball. Grady Little uh, did not reach for the ball. And and there you kind of had the whole 03 postseason carved down to just that. The uh, the big hit of that disastrous eighth inning of Game 7, as I remember it, was the broken bat blooper by Posada. Just found that perfect patch of grass in shallow center where none of the three fielders pursuing could get to it. If that bloop fails to drop, maybe Grady Little manages the Red Sox in 04. And, uh, of course, later on, if Aaron Boone doesn't shred his ankle in a pickup basketball game, A-Rod is likely a Red Sox, not a Yankee, and J-Lo is engaged to someone else entirely right now. But 2003 post-mortem, some of the things I just looked up and thought I'd share with you, 491 slugging percentage, that was a major league record. That was better than the 27 Yankees of DiMaggio and Ruth. Six players hit at least 25 home runs. Eight players drove in at least 85. No one with more than 105, but you had eight between 85 and 105, which had never been done before. How deep was the, the 03 lineup? The production out of the number nine spot that year was 24 homers, 93 runs batted in. The Tampa Bay Rays that year, as the Devil Rays actually back then, from their cleanup spot got 14 home runs and 61 runs batted in. So the Red Sox about doubled that from their ninth place hitter. I loved from afar that whole Cowboy up thing. Uh, which led to the rather unsettling sight, if you don't remember, of Southies kind of parading down Lansdowne Street in Stetson hats and leather chaps. Cowboy Up, if you don't know or don't remember, uh, was a song by Toby Keith. It was a failed Jason Priestley rodeo movie. It's the name of a dance. It's the marketing slogan for the state of Wyoming for a while, but none of that's important right now. Uh, Finishing second again was a big deal. I do remember that because, obviously, they didn't win the division, didn't get home field, which ended up costing them in Game 7. But I remember saying on a Fox broadcast that summer that the Sox were, were becoming the Avis Renicar of pro sports. Being number two, they do try harder. Boston finishing second in its division every year, six years in a row. Only one longer streak than that in the history of American pro sports. That was the Detroit Lions, second in the NFL Central or the NFC Central, I guess, 1969 to 1975. See, there's a little nugget you probably didn't know. The uh, the Sox that year, fifty three and twenty eight at home, hit three sixteen at home, did not win the division. And I look at that fifty three and twenty eight at home, and it just kind of makes me sad because the Red Sox is here thirty six and thirty nine at home, which is. Oh, let's just say a lot of the reason this season has gone the way it's gone. So Thursday, trying to break a five-game losing streak against a team that recently had a seven-game losing streak. Your pitching matchup kind of interesting. It's Jolis Chassin, Milwaukee's opening day starter, now turned Red Sox vagabond, against former Red Sox Clay Buckholes. First time he'll start against the Red Sox, so that's pretty cool. It was 12 years ago that he threw that no-hitter. The 10-0 final against Baltimore, 115 pitches. Buckholes is thirty five now, twelve years removed from that second ever major league start a uh, two time all star two time world series champion, more than a thousand big league strikeouts and now gets to face the sox and uh, well that 's what you got that 's kind of the big circle it on your calendar moment for September twelve to finish up this road trip and Well, not quite, actually. They finish up the American League portion of the road trip, then they hop on to Philly. Weird off day on Friday. It's just a Saturday and Sunday in Philly before they come home to face a Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski, and the San Francisco Giants coming in. Bruce Bochy's last tour through the American League. And I'll leave you with this. If you didn't see this weirdo stat, this was as of Tuesday, but this was incredible to me. Bruce Bochy uh, managing from 1995 to 2019, and his all-time managerial record on that date was 1995 and 2019. That's the kind of number nonsense you just can't make up, and that's why we love baseball. Even when the Red Sox lose in Toronto 8 to nothing. This is Josh Lewin. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for letting me yammer at you for a while. We call it Sox Daily. Bye-bye.